Welcome to the potty. Pull up a seat, grab a blanket, and pour yourself a drink. Do you want to contact us at Paranormal Potty? Find us on Instagram at Paranormal Potty or on Twitter also at Paranormal Potty. You can email us any comments or questions about the show or share your paranormal experiences at paranormalpotty at gmail.com. That's paranormal, P-O-D-D-Y, at gmail.com. Hey guys, welcome to the potty. It's your host, Samina. And Barbara. And today we are going to do... (laughs) We're going to do a subreddit Reddit one where we pick stories from reddit that we found and kind of talk about whether we think they are real or not so um barbara do you want to start or do you want me to start so mine's like like nice it's heartwarming i know mine is too isn't that weird <laughs> okay wait 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 wait, wait, wait. i teared you? up at the end of mine i was not expecting the ending Oh, okay, okay. Mine is not that kind. Are you in ghost stories? I was in the ghost stories one. Oh my gosh, did we pick the same one? Is it titled Paranormal? No, mine is um, a cool thing, I think, is is what it's called. Okay, then we don't have the same one. God, that would have been so funny if we had the exact same one. That would have been funny. I like that we did both pick something that was heartwarming, though. Yeah, like, maybe I think that because just... we both feel kind of down in the dumps in the winter, and so we, yeah, we, we needed something. Because there were a couple that I read that were kind of scary or spooky or whatever, and I was yeah. like, meh. <laughs> I know. I, I thought the same thing, too. I was like, I, I want to be somewhat scared, and I went into this one. I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be scary. And then it took kind of an unexpected turn mm-hmm. and it ended up being really heartwarming. So we'll, we'll see, but you should go, you should go first with yours. Okay. So this is on ghost stories. This is by user realist <laughs> hater, which is H eight E R. Love it already. Love it. Me too. <laughs> um, so this, so I'm just going to read the whole thing the way that they typed it. Okay. This was one of the strangest investigations of my career as a paranormal investigator. I was contacted by a middle-aged couple. Wait, 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 wait. Can I pause you real quick? Uh-huh. Mine also was from a paranormal investigator. Oh my god, what if it's the same user? Is it the no, same user? Hold on, let me check mine real quick, because that's hilarious. No. Oh my gosh, it is! Oh, Really? Did they upload this 26 days ago? Mine is called A Cool Investigation, but mine is Realist Hater with an A. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, this is um, 16. Definitely. Is yeah, it about so a car? No, mine's not about a car. Oh, okay. This, this person just had some great experiences. That's all. Yeah. I love right. that. Well, well, here we that go. Person. I was contacted by a middle-aged couple regarding problems with a car overriding the operator's driving commands. The car was recently given to their son by the parents of a deceased by the parents of a deceased teen. The deceased person was actually their son's best friend who was killed in a vehicle accident when the two had exchanged cars for the night. Their son had a new Jeep Cherokee that his friend wanted to go wanted to use to go on a date. 
While on said date, the friend was involved in an accident with a drunk driver and perished. The deceased boy's parents signed over the title of his Toyota pickup, both as a general gift and to replace his vehicle that was totaled in the wreck. I investigated the car with the help of a Toyota mechanic. He checked all systems, including the computer braking engine and all sensors. Nothing was found. I drove the truck for two days on my normal daily routine with my DVR, EMF meter, camcorder, and dash cam running. No evidence collected. I returned the vehicle with my findings that I did not believe the vehicle was haunted. Six weeks later, I was again contacted by the couple. The father was using the truck when suddenly the vehicle made an abrupt right turn, locked up the brakes, and went into a ditch. At the same time, a car driven by a drunk entered the road from a side street without stopping and proceeded to slam into a tree. All of this was witnessed by a sheriff who just happened to be nearby running radar. The drunk oh driver sustained minor injuries and the father was unhurt. Right? The, yeah. the sheriff seeing it? Okay, there's more. We get, we get details. Okay. okay. I was provided with a sheriff's number and asked to call him. When I called and told him what I was calling in reference to, he was happy to share not only a reading of the report that he filed, but information he said that could not include... he. He said that could not include in the report also. He report, his report stated that while conducting normal duties, he witnessed a Mustang run a stop sign at speed and turn onto the road, fishtailing and tires squealing. Almost immediately, it left the road and slammed head-on into a tree at approximately 45 miles per hour. He checked the accident victim and found him unconscious and with minor trauma to the forehead. There was an open bottle of vodka spilling onto the passenger seat. The sheriff's statement not included in the report. I was parked facing an oncoming pickup truck when I witnessed it lock up its brakes and make a sharp right turn into the ditch. My initial thought was that it was stolen and the driver panicked when he saw me. Before I could react, the Mustang entered from a side road about 50 feet in front of me and turned toward the pickup, which had entered the ditch about 200 feet before it would have reached the side road. The driver of the pickup could not have seen the Mustang's approach due to trees and brush obscuring his line of sight. If he had not turned into that ditch, there would have been an unavoidable impact between the two vehicles. How he knew to react the way he did is beyond me. The driver's statement to me was that he did not perform the action, the truck did it by itself. What? It's pretty crazy that he remembers seeing the the truck do that and thinking oh i bet someone stole that and they saw me and yeah. you know because i like they could have all those thoughts especially as someone who who you know it's he's a sheriff so like he deals with that sort of thing from time to time presumably yeah um and then before like he he sees the truck do that and he's like no nah, and is gonna react to it and then the Mustang comes by. Like, that whole thing must have been wild. That's crazy, uh, isn't it? I think it's crazy. Like, that is definitely... When we're talking about things that are inexplicable... I mean, I'm sure we could sit here well, and I think there are, like, it, a dozen like, things that could have happened. Yeah. And, and really, the only way to, like... I mean... So, this person had a mechanic check it, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. then he drove it for a little while, presumably, and it was all fine. And the only way to know if this is, or or to, to actually gather some good evidence for this actually being paranormal and not just a random thing, is to see, like, if it does that at some other times. And, like, according to the, 
to the couple, like the reason that they originally contacted him was because the truck was doing that sometimes, right? Yeah. Um. So. And and it'll be interesting. Does it say how old the truck is in in this thread? It doesn't say. Or what model too? No. I mean, because what I'm thinking is, what my brain goes to if I'm thinking about this critically, is is it an older vehicle? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that the mechanic checked it out, but are there any recalls regarding that? Which I'm sure the mechanic would have looked mm-hmm. for as well. Sure. And noted if there was any recalls for that particular so, vehicle. They say that they checked the computer, so I assume it's a newer model. Newer, yeah. Um, but the thing with that is, you know, if it's if it's like locking up its brakes and it's turning or whatever, if if it's got something like um, like my car has, you know, braking assist and and uh, lane driving assisting. You know, so like the car can kind of turn itself a little, like if it sees that the lanes are kind of turning, you know, it has a lane recognition thing and it kind of turns and yeah, like a, what the Tesla self-driving thing does, but like a lighter version of that. So like, yes. it makes sense that if the computer glitched, it then might there would be an issue. do something yeah. like that. And, and without having like a programmer look into the code and see if there's a bug. I think it's hard to tell, but I think, but I think you can tell though, like when you, when, when they, because they have to do something very specific. They have a, I mean, like, you know what it's like when they hook it up to that particular gadget to go through the history and see if the point, if if, if the vehicle is giving feedback as to any errors within the system. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, because I've had to have my previous to, class check. But if they hook it up and it's recorded that it's taken over to do a thing, it seems like, or if it hasn't recorded that it's taken over to do a thing, then that's then that's an error as well. Problems yeah. that that should have been identified. Yes. So I don't know. It's it's there. There is a little bit of a hole there. But you know, even if even if they found out like. Okay, like yes, the computer's glitchy and it's going off, you know. Um what a wild coincidence for yeah. it to go off and that time, you know? A perfectly aligned situation occurred. And yeah. the thing is, I, I kinda wanna know what the family's other experiences with that vehicle was as well. Because we're, you know, we're we're hearing that one story. Because so what are the others? Line. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what are so the what others? Are, what are the others that that make them think that that car was haunted? So I I would have liked to hear a little bit more of the backstory other than that one experience. Mm-hmm. But even that experience in and of itself is wild. It's crazy. And yeah, I I, I really like it because it like it lined up really well. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of whether or not you know uh, ghosts are real or whatever, uh, that's a really nice story, and that's yeah. really like you know good things happen good. sometimes. Good things happen sometimes, and I mean again, inexplicable things occur for the right reasons at times. So I mean, it just was a very feel good story. Like 
it's that even if like you said even if it wasn't paranormal I'm sure for them like feeling like someone is watching out for them in some way yes that's just so powerful yes I I feel like that way a lot about things about you know guardian angels and religions and and things like that and you know for for people who who believe in a paranormal thing because they had a really good experience that is inexplicable that I'm kind of like you know what yeah yeah go for for it. it yeah yeah when when my so I'm not like religious um even though I believe in these things but I will say that I'm spiritual I feel like and one of the big things that happened in my life was when my babysitter passed away a very long time ago not a very long time ago it's been it's been some time though um and she was like a grandmother to me like a third grandmother and I'd known her since I was since I was a baby um but when she passed away I I know it's probably just coincidental but and maybe I just noticed it more but especially since I was out at my parents a lot and I may, I may have been living with them and they live on a property, but we would see hawks and like, not just like hawks in the sky. We had some, we still have, they still have some bird feeders around the house. Um, but there was one hawk in particular that would perch always on the bird feeder closest to the house. Mm-hmm. And like it was, it was always on days where just weird things were happening. Maybe we weren't feeling the best where well, I wasn't feeling the best and I would just see a hawk or, and it was just, I don't know. It was, it just made me feel like for a long time it was her. And I kind of was telling my mom about this experience with the hawk. And she was like, no, I, I see that hawk too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like it was all the time, but it was just in, in those moments and it just felt very comforting, you know, when things were uncertain and maybe not the best and maybe a little scary because she provided us so much comfort mm-hmm. um, in in our respective relationships with her because she was very close to my mom too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love those feel good things. I love those moments that feel so powerful and tangible and give you that ability to keep going um I think that's what drives people so even if even if you don't necessarily believe in in things there's certain things that are just coincidental that kind of it feels good to you know as as hesitant as I am to say that a spooky thing that happened you know was a you know, ghost or whatever. It feels good to say that a nice thing that happened was somebody who cares about you like that. Yeah. Like you don't want to think that you deserve bad things that happen to you because like bad crap happens all the time. All the time. You know? Yeah. And, and people don't deserve bad things happening to them. But when good things happen, people do deserve good things to happen to them. And so Mm -hmm. it's nice to attribute like the, like an extra meaning to that. Like it feels good in your, Mm -hmm. in your soul. Yeah. To to be like, you know, that hawk was there because it's, you know, the babies that are just checking in on us, making sure that we're okay. You know, reminding us to keep our chin up. And the car turned because the deceased teen 
you know, who die at the hands of a drunk driver is trying to protect the people that they care about and they have a connection with that car. So like, it feels good to get that, those attributes to those kinds of things. Um, And so, like you said, I mean, we could analyze it and go through a million reasons why it could have happened, but it's also like a nice, it's nice. It's nice just to leave it as it is and leave that possibility to, I mean, I know that we typically analyze the crap out of these things, but mm-hmm. it's kind of nice just to leave it as it is and, yeah. and people take it for what it is. Because honestly, all the other paranormal stuff that we read about or we hear about or we see, they are so often associated with very negative things. Like I was just talking about um, with Misty, one of our friends the other night about her experience at like Penhurst Asylum. And like, those are very negative, dark places. Fun, fun to talk about and fun to like guess and speculate and analyze. But at the but end of the experience. day, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a positive experience. It's a negative experience. And so to, have some of these paranormal stories or these inexplicable things that happen that again, you can come away from that feeling really good. Like those, those I feel like are few and far between very often. Yeah. But apparently this person has posted a few. So (laughs) no, I know. I'm like, Oh gosh, we should do an interview with this person. We got to look at this user and, and see what else, what other things they've, uh, I mean, I'm definitely tagging them hardcore on Instagram, but we should definitely reach out because I I like it. So. Yeah. We want to hear all their feel-good stories. I want to hear all the feel-good and stories. And we'll just be like, that sounds real. And then when they tell us one that's, a, that's not feel-good, I'll be like, no, it couldn't have been that. It could have been this other thing. It could have been this other thing. It's garbage. Nothing bad ever happens, but the good things all allow it. They tell us a story about a demon and we're like, no, that's not, that's not those no, voices. I think it was real. just throat singing, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there. Okay. But there is something with the throat singing where there are some people that can train like their two vocal cords to do yeah. two different things. Cause there was like a trial, right? Throat singing is a real thing. And being able to use those, your vocal cords like that, you definitely have to train yourself. And so cool though. I'll have to send you some videos because mm. I love that kind of stuff. I eat that shit up. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. My cat is making some noise. He came in with a bag on his head, but he got it off. So I'm going to see if I can him. find your, your post while you're. Uh, what post? The oh one that you're going to read. Okay. That's funny. I would love to for you to do that. Cat, come here. So funnily enough, the title of oh wait, no, you're gonna look for it. Oh, what is it? A cool investigation. Is that what it is? Yes, that's the one. Dope. Okay, I'm gonna read along while you do it. So I kind of I'm gonna preface with I, I started this because it was literally the first one I saw on Ghost Stories. Hmm. And I was like, oh, it has a cat in it. And I looked at my cat. And I was like, Booyah, I think we're going to read this one and just see how it goes. And he's lying right next to me right now. Just hamming it up. Um, I can't really see him very well. But so I was like, yeah, we're going to read this. See what this is about. And this one got me. Uh, this yeah. user, man. <laughs> so let That's me so read it. Um, but it is by the same person. 
under the same subreddit of ghost stories. It was posted 26 days ago by Realist Hater with an eight. And it is under the categorization of encounter. And the title is A Cool Investigation. Um, so I'll go ahead and start reading it. I was called by a lady who swore that her cat was possessed. I was incredi incredibly skeptical, but very curious. According to the lady, her cat would suddenly start screaming at the top of its lungs. It would do this crazy looking slow motion walk while tilting its head at weird angles. If she tried to approach it when it did these things, it would lash out at her with its claws. After having one of these spells, it would hide, but not relax. Its tail would swing wildly, and it growled to itself for up to an hour. As strange as all of this sounded, I spoke to one of my team members who was very sensitive. After hearing the story, she insisted that we investigate. We arrived at the residence around 4.30 p.m., the lady gave us a tour of the house and introduced us to the cat. It was a standard three by two ranch style home and we found nothing creepy about it. The cat was cool, very affectionate and really took to my fellow investigator. She spent a couple of hours alone with the cat while I got the paperwork and formalities done with the lady. She invited us to investigate the home that night as she had a date, then worked the 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift at the local hospital. She left for her date around 7.30 p.m., and we began our formal investigation. We moved from room to room, asking questions in hope for an EVP or at least a knock in response to a question. We had no activity until 11.30 p.m. The cat started screaming in the master bedroom. Upon entering the doorway, my partner grabbed my shoulder, stopping me, and motioning finger to lip for me to be quiet and listen. It was hard with the cat's screams. They made my hair stand on end. As we watched and listened, a shadow began to form in the corner of the room. There was a whisper coming from the shadow that was not recorded by our DVRs, and we could not understand what it said. The cat was irate. It was scared and ready to fight. So we witnessed the claims of the lady firsthand, and they were exactly as she described. My partner spoke very calmly to the shadow, saying, you're scaring the cat. I don't think you mean to, so if you leave this room and go into the bedroom across the hall, we will help you. We returned, we turned and entered the smaller bedroom and sat quietly on the bed waiting to see what would happen. A few moments later, my partner grabbed my arm and pointed at the doorway into the spare bathroom shared by the two smaller bedrooms. I could clearly see a humanoid shape with no features, but it was blacker than the dark. This teammate and I had worked together many times and had a routine that we followed. I told the entity that everything was okay. The cat's calm now and we want to know how we can help. It slowly moved through the doorway and slightly into the room. At that point, I heard through my DVR the word kitty. While recording, I always plug in an earpiece so I can hear what is being recorded, recorded in real time. I asked if it was trying to pet the kitty, and it stretched out its arm, pointing toward the master bedroom where the cat was. I asked if it wanted to hurt the kitty, and almost immediately heard a sigh and whimper. I asked again if it wanted to hurt the kitty, and stated that in order for us to help it, we needed answers. My partner told me a minute later that it answered. 
She sensed that it indicated that it only wanted to pet the cat. She also sensed that this was the spirit of an adolescent male, and she thought that in life he had some type of developmental issue. While we spoke, the entity seemed to sway slightly back and forth, but it did not go anywhere. It seemed that it was listening to our conversation. I once again spoke to it, saying that it scared the cat, and if it wanted to pet it, that it would have to make friends with it first. I explained that if it would just sit still and speak to the cat, that it would learn that you don't want to hurt it. Eventually, the cat will come to you and let you pet it. A moment later, the cat appeared in the hall doorway and sat down calmly. No one spoke or even moved, including the spirit. A few moments later, the cat joined us on the bed. I spoke to it calmly, and my partner scratched its neck and head. As I looked back up from the cat at the spirit, I noticed that it was gone. We experienced nothing else that night and locked up the house and left. Two days later, my teammate called me very excited. She had researched the property and found that a young man who had Down syndrome had died on the property when he had fallen out of a treehouse. We gathered our evidence and met the lady the following day. I played her all of the recordings of us talking to the spirit so that she would understand what exactly had happened. When she heard me tell the spirit how to make friends with the cat, she began to cry. She told us that only that morning, the cat was on the bed in the smaller bedroom. It was purring very loud and moving its head like someone was scratching it. Aww. I teared up. I like have a huge heart for animals. I obviously love my cat. And then, of course, my experience with kids, who I also love, just was like, I was not expecting that end. And so, and I've worked with children that have disabilities. So it was a little emotional for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, we can say that the shadow was a trick of the mind because, frankly speaking, when you're in the dark, it's that fear of the unknown again. And right. your brain starts to fill in the blanks like we've discussed before mm-hmm. at length. Um, it's interesting to me that both of them saw it, but also that could just be a confirmation bias. Sure. Yeah. So, but just the cat's reaction. I'm no cat expert. I'm no cat behavior expert, I should say. I've only had my cat for like a couple months. Um, but I mean, and I, I mean, I have friends that have cats. You had a cat. Your cat was insane. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, when cats do stuff like that, you got mice. <laughs> or I mean, I, I think maybe it was rats, frankly speaking. That cat seemed very agitated. Yeah. Or maybe a large number of rodents, so even more agitated. But I mean, it could have also been, you know, I mean, if they live in an area that has any kind of woody area next to it, yeah. it could have been any number of animals. A number There's, of animals. And I, like our the, the neighborhood that we live in mm-hmm. is super urban. And I yeah. think still we've got some bobcats. Yeah. I'm like all around the neighborhood. There was one like on our fence right here next to our neighbor's house. Oh, dang. Um, one morning our neighbor came out and was like, uh, there's a bobcat there. And it was like <laughs> trying to get at like a nest that was in that little fence thing between our properties. Yeah. Um, and he like stood there in his driveway and took some pictures and a video of it and sent them to us and was like, Hey, look what I found this morning. Um, but like, <laughs> it's a normal morning thing, you know? And, yeah. And there aren't even like 
woody areas very near here. Yeah. There's some, like, way over there, but, like, not very near our houses. Yeah. I Yeah, I've been to your house, so I definitely know, and I, I've lived in that area, so I, I know so that. So if there's you. any kind of woody area, there's, like, a, a lot of animals that it could be that could yeah. climb around and be, like, freaking the cat out, and, like, the animals can smell that kind of, yeah. you know, the odors that other animals are releasing, and... And, it, and, you know, it could also depend on the age of the cat, if they're young or if they're a much older cat, too. Like, senses are overwhelmed or senses are not as sharp as they used to be. Mm. My cat freaked himself out the other night. He, I don't know what he did. I heard just a loud thud in the living room, and I didn't see it until I got home from work the next day. But I, I heard that thud, and I opened the door to my bedroom, and he was just sitting there totally freaked out. And I was like, okay, you can come sleep with me. <laughs> And he just came in and cuddled in bed. He just wanted me to be near him. Mm-hmm. I, he, he had knocked over my poinsettia and like some things that I had on an entryway desk and a bunch of stuff. You got to kill but, him at night. Yeah, he freaked himself out. No, he's he's usually pretty good. He was, I think he was trying to get to the dog's treats because I keep some of her treats like in some jars. Um and they're all organized and everything, but he was trying to get to her treats. And I'm like, you cannot eat that. Um, but I don't know why he got on top of the thing. I think he was just curious. I mean, cats like elevation. So, True. but he, he freaked himself out. So, the, I mean, it's, it's very possible that it was rodents or the, or the cat was freaking himself out. There was something in there that was overstimulating for him, not necessarily an infestation, yeah, but something that could have agitated him. But I, again, I like the feel good aspect of this story and that they did some research at the tail end. I'm also a little, I can, I'm also a little skeptical of that too. If we're thinking about it critically, that they could potentially, yeah, they could have potentially read it ahead of time, but right. Right. I also, like, I'm also skeptical of these things. Like, he he has this interaction with this person, and then he never sees them again, right? Presumably. It's unclear if that's because they just don't talk to that person again, or because the paranormal stuff ended, or what. I think about... Well, I think they were saying them as an investigative duo did not see the entity again that night. Right. No, no, no. I mean, like, for the woman who lives in the house ever again. Like, did, she, did her cat never do that again after that? Oh, yeah. We don't have that follow-up. Agreed. Right. Like, that that kind of leaves that open right. to speculation. Um, and, and, again, that was the same issue with the other story, right? There wasn't, there wasn't that background information. Mm-hmm. And with this one, there's no follow-up information. Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand that in the sense of you're, you presented your findings and you're done now. So unless that individual reaches out to you again, you really don't have a way of knowing. And on your end, if you're moving on to another investigation, then. And I mean, depending on how, yeah. And depending on how popular or busy they are, you know, a follow-up from her may just get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Even if it's a follow-up of, well, the cat's never done anything like that again, or a follow-up of cats doing it more, I guess. Yeah. And there's also that rapport building phase, right? When you're connecting with someone that initial time and you're discussing 
the things that they're going through, whether that is for a paranormal thing or anything else, that rapport building is critical. And so it sounded like from the beginning of the story, there was, you know, enough information given and they went in and they did their job. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't necessarily like a connection that was created between them and the homeowner. Yeah. So then there's not that reason to stay in touch, right? Can I just say for a minute, can we just put a pin in this? How wild is it that she called some people that she doesn't even really know, that there's yeah. no like authority on like it's not like it's not like I called you know the the people that do the cable at my house yeah you know, or or you know the city to work on the the sewer or whatever yeah and just let them into her house and then just left for like more than 12 hours I was like bye have fun at my house I think when you get to a point where you're so desperate for answers though yeah maybe you, you do those things And I'm not going to say that from my own personal experience because I've never experienced that, but I've known other individuals personally that have like they've had things that have been experienced, like they've experienced Mm -hmm. and um, like people that are close to me that have said that they've experienced certain things and it got to a point where they felt like they had to have some outside involvement um, well, that's in not order what to I'm quell those issues. Saying is weird. Like, it's not weird that she called somebody to come in. Like, I will call somebody and come in, and they can investigate paranormal crap at my house. But yeah. I'm not gonna leave, oh, to leave. my house. <laughs> like, she was like, "Hi, nice to meet you. Here are the keys. Bye." Listen, Barbara, Here she is not moving that hot date. Okay. That I own. <laughs> she is not moving that hot date. And as a person who was married, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't date anymore. So you don't understand. I know what that's like. I mean, listen, if I get a date with, with Carlos, I'm not going to move it for very much. Okay. Because we got to get a babysitter and you know, we haven't been on a date all year. (laughs) It's the beginning of the year. I'm just kidding. But for real, we probably went on like two dates last year. Okay. So if, I, I get the not wanting to move the date, and that's fine, but, like, it's just weird to me that she was like, it's fine, I'll meet you for the very first time, and then you can stay in my house by yourselves for 12-plus hours. I, I don't think it's that strange in the sense, like, I hear what you're saying, but if she had gotten information from somebody else and, like... If they were like, you know, they felt to her. comfortable. Yeah. And they we recommend this person and there were maybe other reviews and she did some research and she had conversations with them ahead of time. I mean, cause I'm thinking about it in terms of if there is something wrong at my place and I have to have maintenance come in and look at stuff, but I'm not going to be able to be home and I don't want to take off work mm-hmm. or move anything else around. I'm like, yeah, I'll leave my door. I shouldn't say I'll leave my door open, but I will make it so that well, but they you live are in an apartment complex. Yeah. So they can get in. Yeah. Like, I'm, if, when we have somebody random, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. We like our pest control people very much and they've been really great to us. And we've had them since we moved into this house. So like eight years ago, right. Do you want to, do you want to plug them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually already got one of my friends to sign up for them. And they said that because they told him that because, uh, I referred him to them 
Mm -hmm. uh, I could get uh, credit on my next billing and I cannot like I've called them and I've emailed them and they haven't responded to me. I haven't checked <laughs> to see if they've given me the credit, but like, <laughs> I really like them. And normally they're not like this. Are you still calling credit, that on our podcast? Trying to get the credit on my bill is <laughs> a real struggle. Anyway. Um, so Barbara's uh, par parasite company. I don't know why I said parasite. Parasite? Jeez, Louise. <laughs> pest control. Pest control. I don't have parasite. a parasite company. <laughs> You don't have worms. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, but, but like even, that, even with them, who we've we have the same people come out and treat every single time. Like, I would not if we're not here when they're coming out for their treatment. I'm like, no, just do the outside. Like, I'm not gonna leave my door open for you. Yeah, I don't know. I think if I was if I was busy because I'm. There are just I certain think, types of parts parts of the year that I'm like, yeah, just do it. Like I need to get it done. Well, just you do it. and you made a good point about someone who's who's like at the end of their rope. You know, yeah. like if I if I was having like a bed bugs problem or something, I imagine that if the pest control people were like, okay, well, like this is the day that we can come out and do the bed bugs thing, and we had something else going on that we couldn't change or cancel or whatever. I would be like, just take care of it. Just get in our get rid of our freaking bed bugs. You know, sorry, my cat got into something that he wasn't supposed to get out of here. Get. Oh, I'm shocked. Come on. You should kennel him. I'm not gonna kennel him. He is usually a good Our boy, pet. but he's just being a little Our naughty because he knows that I'm busy. Kennel. I'm kicking him out of my room. Actually, um, I had a dream last night that Corey's tank had like broken some. Oh, is that what we're calling the snake now, Corey? I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm calling him. Her cat, I mean, her cat, her snake has, like, three different names. That's because, well, like I said, like, Nico took forever to figure out this corny, 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 corny thing. And then when we were getting him from Melissa, Melissa called him Tony Maloney. And he was like, oh, that's good. And so now he's like, no, 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 it could be Tony, too. Keep in mind that her child is trilingual, and this is a corn snake. And he was like, we're going to call him Corny. Corny the corn <laughs> Listen, snake. We we were sitting in here with Ryan and Victoria, and we were going through. We were just like rapid fire, like all these really cool names. And Nico was not into it, and not into it. And then Ryan at some point said, "Like, well, it's a corn snake, right? Why not Corny Corey?" Oh God! And Nico was like, "No." And then for a couple more minutes, we did some more. And then Nico goes, "I know, I know. What about Corny Corey?" And Ryan was like, <laughs> I said that. I just said that. And Nico was like, no, I came up with it by myself. And Ryan was like, you guys heard me say it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? Your yeah. child is gaslighting me, correct? It was so funny. Listen, I think it's all about inception. You have to incept these ideas into in children's brains. Level. Like, get it in there. Yeah. Plant that seed. That's what I told him. I was like, listen, just take it as a win for yourself. Like, you planted yeah. that seed. You planted that you know? seed. How do you think you, you get kids to do anything? You're like, oh, this could be cool. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. And then they're like, no, that could be cool. You just <laughs> let it sit. You just let it simmer. You put it on yeah. low. That's what we you say. You put it on low. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, so back to back to back ghost to stories. Story. <laughs> yes. Outside of our pest control, parasite control, naming of snakes. 
Inviting um, random people that you don't know to just come and stay at your house by themselves for <laughs> half a day. Listen, I I would do it. I'm just saying you get to your. No, you, get you, to you made a good point about about being at the end of your rope. Like if this, and, and I was actually surprised that they said that when they went there, like they were going and they were going to be there for that night. And it's like, if the cat does the thing, then great. And if it doesn't, then um, I guess your cat's not really doing this thing that often. But it's yeah. crazy that the cat did the thing that night. You know? Yes. Um, I agree. Again, circumstantial, but inexplicable again, to an it extent. Could be, it could be that the cat was really doing it like every single night or like yeah. several times in the night. And so she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, come over. It'll definitely do it while you're here. Yeah. And what? And especially if it's at a certain time of the night. But it sounded like the cat was doing it more frequently than just in the evening time, right? I'd have to go back and look at it. But I, I so I was surprised when they got to it was eleven thirty when the cat started doing it because I was like, yeah, is the cat doing that like while she's not there because she's working a night shift? Is she it, like waking her up in the middle of the night? Because I didn't oh get gosh. the impression that it was waking her up in the middle of the night. No, I was just like, and, randomly. And going back and reading it, it doesn't say that it was happening at night. But can you imagine? I mean, if if Oof. your cat had done that in the middle of the night, Mm-mm. I mean, your cat was creepy enough that she would stare at certain things and like not necessarily the walls sometimes, but like most often the walls. Dude, My, I think that's cat behavior. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't like it when animals stare off. My cat doesn't really stare off. Um, but my first dog, my first dog did. And he only did it once. And that's a completely different story. And I need to make sure it's okay for me to tell that story. Because it's family related. Mm. Um, but you, you know the story. Because I've told you before. But something happened in my family. And, um, I got back to my house, my, my previous apartment that I was at, and I would usually sleep with the door open and he has never, prior to that, he never growled at anything. There was one time where he growled at me when I was living at my parents' house because I came in through a specific door and the lights weren't on and he didn't know who it was initially. And that was the only time previously that he had growled, um, and as soon as, you know, I started talking to him, he started wagging his tail and realized it was me. But, um, yeah, this particular time I got home and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And, again, I used to keep my door open and my bedroom door, once when it was opened, um, it had a direct view into the dining room and the kitchen. And he would usually come and cuddle with me. Um, sometimes he would sleep at the edge of the bed, but he would curl into my feet. But he, you know, when dogs are comfortable with you or animals in general, but specifically dogs, they say that they will, you know, turn their back to you because they know nothing will happen to them. And he also had this tendency because he'd been attacked a couple of times with me present where he would put himself between me and the other dog. And so that particular night when we went to bed, I had the lights on and um, I kept the light on in the kitchen just because what happened was a little freaky. And he sat at the edge. He was lying down at the edge of the bed. He was perched up. He wasn't relaxing at all. He was very tense. And the hair on the back of his neck was standing up. And he just looked into the kitchen and was growling. And I tried to calm him down. Nothing I could do could calm him down. And I went over there to see if there was anything like 
you know, ants or rodents or anything. I'd never seen a mouse while I was there, but it was an older building. It's very possible. But he was growling that night and I actually left because it would freak me out. And he, after that, he never, he never growled at anything like since then. Because the mouse came out and he ate it. He didn't eat it. Ugh. He did present me with a rigamortisy frog once, and that was disgusting. Ugh. It was out of my parents' oh my house. It was so gross. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's the only time I've ever experienced something like that personally, and that really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And even there was there was one night where I had a really bad dream, and it was associated with this family stuff that was happening, and it was like a year later. Um, and I sleep with, I would sleep with my lights on at the time. I don't really do that anymore. But after that happened, like I slept with my lights on for quite some time. And, uh, I had a really bad dream and I woke up and it was like 4am and all of the lights in my house were off. And I was like, it's probably a breaker issue. Like I rationalized in my brain that it was a breaker issue, but the dream that I had was so intense. Um, and again, I'll talk about it probably in another episode that I, I felt so uncomfortable staying in my apartment that I, he was fast asleep. It didn't bother him. He, um, I woke him up, got his leash, got him in the car and drove to a quick trip parking lot and stayed there until the sun came up. I remember that. It was so disturbing, mm-hmm. but like he didn't move for that. So for him to growl that one night. Mm-hmm. was really freaky mm-hmm. um so anyhow but yeah I mean I I mean again I'm not an expert in cat behavior I think cats kind of do what they do and that's definitely I think outside of normal cat behavior for just like hanging out at a house so like the like remains yelling right definitely something was bothering the cat yeah whether or not it was for sure something paranormal or not is I think unclear but again it's such a nice story it's such a nice story and the fact that it you know they related it back to they found they did their research and they found that an individual who did have a disability passed away there and and the fact that thereafter the cat was soothed to our knowledge um, with the limited follow-up that was provided yeah I, I think that it's really sweet and it just kind of teared me up. And I was thinking if that was my cat and I was in that situation, I would, I would love that. I would love to know that somebody There's just a wanted ghost to that you're him. taking care of your cat while you're at work. Yeah. I'm like, please like, do. He's man, a very needy ass cat. Can we get the ghost to walk the dog? Oh my God. That would be the best. <laughs> I'm like, can you walk my dog? Can you cuddle my cat? Because he just wants my attention all the time. He really does. Right now he's in the hall meowing for me. (laughs) So I'm going to have to let him back in so he can come cuddle with me before bedtime. And then usually like this morning, he started to do this recently where his feeder goes off at 630 in the morning. And I usually wake up around that time so I can hear it go off. And then he realizes, oh, this is around the time she's supposed to wake up. So about 15 to 20 minutes later, he starts meowing for me to get up. <laughs> and he wants me to open the door so he can come in and cuddle with me. Aww. He's like, I I have had five hours away from you because I usually kick him out of my room around 10 or 11. But so maybe not five hours, maybe a little bit more than that. And he's like, I've had 
so much time away from you and now I need to be around you. <laughs> but I love it. I thought it was a great feel good story. Yeah, yeah. I it, it made me tear up just again because of my love of children and animals and my cat was making me have all the feels today. So again, it's like a good thing that you want to be true. And yes. by you, I just mean like people in general. Like people in general. I love it. To be true. Yeah. I think we analyzed this one a little bit more because there was a little bit more to analyze, but I want it to be true. I want this to be a feel good story where someone who doesn't have the ability to pass on necessarily can find comfort in an animal, just like we as living people do. Whether that is a cat or a dog or a snake named Corny. Corny the corn adorable. I know you love that snake now. I do. We'll have to post a picture of him on Instagram. I've got some pictures that you sent me, so I might do that. Oh yeah. I'll I'll <laughs> see if I can take a good one with him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's literally outside of my room right now, meowing. <laughs> okay. Well, put him in the cage. I'm... No, I'm not gonna put him in a cage. He's he's a free cat, except he has to stay in my house. <laughs> it's just a bigger cage. It is just a bigger cage. I think he feels that way too. He tries to escape every time I open the door, but then he gets scared and he just runs back into my apartment. <laughs> That's funny. So, anywho. I love doing this episode. I love that we both picked the same subreddit user. And, and and that we both picked the ghost stories subreddit because previously I hadn't used the ghost stories subreddit. I don't think I, I used a different one. I used a different one too. I usually use the paranormal one, but this was under that, like as an option for other ones that they're like you might like. Yes. Um, it was in their side. So, right, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to realist hater with an eight in there. <laughs> um, we really enjoyed your stories apparently and. Yeah love that they were feel good and if you want to reach out to us we'll reach out to you but i i mean i really enjoyed them so i think it's i think both barbara and i needed something uplifting and definitely both those stories were uplifting and kind of a deviation from what we normally do mm -hmm. all right all right pa potty out peeps potty out <laughs>